Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am, of course, Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is the Raw Recap Show for the April 1st edition of Monday Night Raw. We didn't get swerved much this evening. Wasn't anything really outstandingly uh, nutsoid that would make us reconsider or or like would have just, um, you know, that where WWE would have just played us the fool. There was Stephanie McMahon who tried something at first, but that was disarmed very quickly. But we'll talk about that in a second. Hope everyone's having a great April Fool's Day. I sure did. Because no one pranked me. I stayed at home today. This is what happens to me when 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 people get free reign to do all sorts of stupid shit. You know, when people start doing this, the, when, when they have the opportunity to just be dicks to everyone else, I just stay inside. Like, I don't want any part of this. You, you'd think that a gentleman uh, of my uh, caliber would enjoy a good prank or pranking people. But I don't. I don't. I prefer to stay away. I prefer to stay away from any type of potential lawsuits, to be perfectly honest. People are so goddamn sensitive these days. Put some Vaseline on a doorknob. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, the gentleman was allergic to petroleum products. And then, like, he has to get amputated. And then you don't say a word, but then the FBI gets in here and their forensics team trace, you know, your DNA in the Vaseline back to you. That's the kind of thing I, I like to stay away from. Hey, I want to say hello, though, to everyone who is uh, who's joining uh, joining us in the chat tonight here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Because, yes, this show happens live. Every Tuesday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, we have Mr. Fretz in the chat, Kristen Alley. Uh, Shane Haas is here. Uh, Anthony from Smart to Death. Joe Anthony's joined us tonight. How you doing? Blaine, of course, is here. Michael Stepney. Uh, uh, who else is here? Who are we? Who else is here? Jamie Tannick is here as well. There's Oh, man, there's a lot of chat going on already. Uh, CM Phil. Uh, and, uh, Nathan Coley, Nathan, Nathan, I don't see you very often, Nathan, welcome to the chat, very happy, very happy, uh, to see, uh, all of you here, because we do do these live on, uh, youtube.com, like I said, if you're watching this at any given moment, that's fine, whether you're watching it live, or whether you're watching it in the future, why don't you consider giving a little thumbs up? Uh, to this video, a little like. You know what? That's a, it, it is a fantastic way to support what I do. It's super simple, but I really appreciate it because then YouTube seems to think you like me. So then YouTube turns around and recommends my video to other people saying, hey, you know what? If you like this guy, you might like that guy. Uh, that's how it works. So I really do appreciate it. If you can do that, if you're watching this live again, tweet the link out. Let's get more people in here. That'd be fantastic. But you can also watch this on your own time right here on, on YouTube. But if you prefer to listen to the audio and not have to deal with all my insanely annoying mannerisms, then you can uh, just uh, head on over to your fate, faithful, your fa yes, your faithful, but your f favorite 
podcast application. I forgot, I forgot to turn notifications on mute. Shush! You can go to your you can go to your application for podcasting and uh, just check that out. And it is a lot of fun to do that too. And what podcasting application should you uh, go check out? Oh, the one you're using right now. You just search Mr. Warren Hayes in it, and uh, and I'll pop up. It's it's fantastic. Um, all right. So I mean, it's WrestleMania week, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of stuff happening, isn't there? Your boy Warren is covering pretty much everything that has to do with WWE this week. Plus a little something extra, a little a little, little sprinkle there to make me happy as well. Not that I'm not happy when I cover WWE, but you know, it's 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 fun sometimes to be able to to move out of there and watch other stuff. There's uh there's a lot, a lot that I'll be doing this week. Tomorrow, of course, I'm doing my SmackDown live recap show, 10:30. PM Eastern right here again, live on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Then on Wednesday, it is my usual 205 Live NXT NXT recap show over on Fightful Select. But the, the, the twist here is that typically you have to be a member of Fightful Select to take advantage of that, to watch the 205 Live NXT NXT recap NXT UK recap show. But since it's WrestleMania week, your boys at Fifel have decided to make that show a free preview. A free preview of Fightful Select so everyone can tune in and watch it this Wednesday immediately after NXT UK. I will be right here. Right here. To check that out with all of y'all. So that'll be fantastic. Uh, then on Thursday, I will be doing my... NXT uh, TakeOver New York recap show. And I will be joined by Omega Luke of the Omega Luke podcast. And I am very much looking forward to having Omega Luke with me. I've been on his show a couple of weeks ago. uh, And uh, he's a charming fellow. (laughs) But he's really got a great mind for, uh, for booking and understanding how wrestling works. That's part of his, that's part of his shtick. So, you know, it has to. It has to hold water, but uh, he'll be joining me uh, to talk about NXT. We're going to run down the show, give us uh, give some predictions, have a good time. I'm really looking forward to having Luke on the show. And if you you don't already follow uh, his stuff, uh, Omega Luke Podcast on your favorite podcasting applications. He's a he's a treat. He is a he's a he's a British treat. What's a British treat? Uh, a bag of crisps. And on Friday, Friday, uh, I'll be joining the boys over at Fightful, uh, Sean Ross Sapp and Alex Palowski. Um, we'll be uh, recapping NXT uh, TakeOver New York. So that'll be right after the show. Then on Saturday, I've got two things on the stack for Saturday. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. No, it's actually Eastern Daylight Time at this time of year. I will be uh, joined, I w- or actually, I will be doing my uh, a-, a WrestleMania predictions bonanza. And what exactly that mean is that I'll be I'll be doing a prediction show, and I will be joined. I've invited a plethora of wrestling content creators, online wrestling content creators, podcasters, 
writers, journalists uh, to uh, to come join me, and they'll come in and out. If you if you've seen my uh, surprise Thursday stream that I did a few weeks ago about Ronda Rousey, it'll probably it'll it'll be kind of like that format, just people jumping in. You know, sticking around for as long as they want and then jumping right out. It should be a fun time. And I've invited a bunch of folks. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see who, uh, who gets to jump in, uh, who shows up. There'll be an element of surprise. Maybe your favorite podcaster will be there. Maybe, maybe your favorite podcaster will not be there. You never know. You'll have to tune in at 11 a.m. Be doing it live right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And then Saturday evening, I will be back on Fightful to recap the G1 Supercard with Sean. And I'm looking forward so much to the New Japan matches on that card. Whole, whole. That and Jeff Cobb versus Will Ospreay, which is one of the matches I'm most looking forward to over this, this stretch of WrestleMania uh, stuff. I'm really, really looking forward to all of that. It'll be a good time, and I hope um, I hope you're around for all of that. And then you know what? And then I'm just hunkering down and watching WrestleMania on Sunday. I have no plans to talk about it or to stream or anything. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Let's see what happens. I just don't have any plans. Nothing's gonna happen. I just don't have any plans. So your boy Warren is going to be really busy. I hope you uh, you you join at least one or two of these things. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we ready to go? Are we ready to do this? Then I tell you, I'll be straight up with y'all. During the better part of the evening tonight, my internet connection was absolute garbage. And I was actually very much afraid that the stream wouldn't happen. Uh, because it was just fluctuating in and out and some, uh, just cutting out. But I did some troubleshooting as I was watching Raw, and the stream looks fine. I think no one's complaining that, uh, no one's complaining that, um, uh, that it's not working, so that's good. But, um, yeah, I think everything's okay, but I, I kind of watched... I wasn't 100% invested in Raw tonight. You can believe that. It was Raw tonight. Let's not forget, go home Raw for WrestleMania. We expect big things, don't we? We expect don't things. The, the big things. Um... All right, I'm just taking a look at what chat's talking about. I, I felt like I ignored you, chat, last week, and I have a fantastic chat room, and I don't want I don't want to give the impression that I'm ignoring you, fine, fine ladies and gentlemen of the chat, because uh, because I really appreciate you coming over uh, and hanging out here uh, when you can be doing so many other things. I do appreciate your time here, so I, you know, everyone's talking about the um, the the uh, John Oliver. Uh, the John Oliver situation, or at least the, the, his bit that he did uh, on uh, on HBO on his show last night, where he basically took WWE to task on the, their treatment of um, uh, the, excuse me their treatment of WWE wrestlers. 
and um, I thought it was I thought it was well done. I thought, like some people in comments pointed out, there's some stuff that was dated. There was some stuff that wasn't taken in 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 context in in order as well. You know, s- such as <clears throat> their comments about uh, when they were talking about Bret Hart. You know, the whole thing about you know that was taken from his uh, his documentary. Uh, his bitterness, uh, you know, and they, John Oliver was talking about how bitter, you know, he had become, you know, especially following the death of his brother Owen, and they put in this soundbite of Brett, a soundbite that actually happened way before Owen passed away. So, you know, there's there's just some stuff that didn't sit quite right with me, but the overall message stays, and it's something it's something that I even discussed on Omega Luke's podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, JPQ was there as well when we were talking about, you know, the guys, uh, the guys and gals needing some time off, you know, just to rehab injuries, spend some time with family, mental health. I think it's important, you know, it's important for WWE to, uh, be more contemporary in that regard, instead of keeping your people, um, on the road five days out of seven week or uh, four days out of seven. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. I thought the pedophile joke at the end was a little unfortunate regarding Roman Reigns. I just don't think it's funny. It's it's not as much that I thought it was offensive that I thought it was... I didn't think it was funny. Then it just opened up a can of worms and it distracted a lot of people from the real message of um, what Mr. Oliver was going for. Well, there we go. No, just a just a couple of uh, just a couple of uh, notes here. Joe Anthony here says uh, WWE one hundred percent should have an off season. It's maddening that they don't. CM Phil says Meltzer pointed out the same stuff last year. That should tell you not much has changed when it comes to employment status and rights. That's uh, that is true. And Joe Cook agrees with me. The pedo thing was dumb. It was just unnecessary. You could have just left it at the wet hair comment for a man who always has wet hair. And that made me laugh because it's like, yeah. And I have a tendency to prefer to, I have a tendency to prefer Roman Reigns, dry haired Roman Reigns or man bun Roman Reigns. Wet hair Roman Reigns kind of gets on my nerves. And it's not that I couldn't do it. It's not as if I couldn't grow my hair that long. And then keep it wet. I could. If I wanted to. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. And that'd be like in, in preparation for my Halloween costume this year. Just be a Samoan. Big Roman Reigns guy. <clears throat> get some designs and just to get his tattoo sleeves done. Not actually get his tattoos, but you know, like a print. Anyway. All right, we're off. We're off track already. All right, folks, let's get to it. Raw tonight started with, oh, and we were hyped for this, right? They got us Stephanie McMahon. And man, I was worried. I was worried. I thought that they were going to, uh, they were going to go after something much more uh, crucial uh, than, than what happened. Well, I mean, it's still crucial, but... Yeah, you know, I, I was sort of banging myself on the, my head on the wall, saying to myself, how could they make this angle even more confused and contorted 
and throwing Stephanie McMahon in the mix now. But, you know, she basically comes out and she says, she says, I have a big announcement and I am the announcement that I have here tonight for you, ladies and gentlemen, is that I am adding a fourth competitor to the rest to the Raw Women's Title match at WrestleMania, and it will be me. And everyone was sort of like, "No!" But then she she basically says, "Ha ha! April Fools, suckers!" <laughs> It wasn't. It was an April Fool's joke that she pulled on us right there. Um, so, so basically, I like it because they're very self-aware, right, of what the fans think. There's a very high level of self-awareness there, folks, and you gotta, you have to appreciate that. So uh, basically. Uh, basically, her announcement, her actual uh, real announcement. <laughs> I love how Chad is losing. Chad is losing their minds over my my little April Fool's animation. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, uh, her real announcement is that um, is that uh, the the titles. All the titles will be on the line. Whoever wins the match will win both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. And that's exactly what Becky Lynch deserves after having been after having to have put up with all that junk they put her through over the past few weeks. So that was the essentially the statement and that was it. So good on WWE showing some restraint in adding a McMahon to a match. They could have done. They could have went a whole other direction here. Anyway, this leads us into Brock Lesnar, who comes out with one Paul Heyman. Don't know if you've heard of him. Paul says he finds it uh, poetic justice that uh, Stephanie was talking about winner takes all because this is applicable to the United uh, Universal Title match on Sunday, because the winner Brock Lesnar, by the way, will be taking everything Seth Rollins has to offer. He will take Seth's, Seth's, he will take Seth's best shot and uh, he will seize the moment uh, and uh, once again will define his own legacy at the expense of his opponents. Uh, he says, uh, look, and basically starts listing off his WrestleMania accomplishments. He ended uh, Undertaker's streak to a loud chorus of boos. He destroyed Roman Reigns' dreams last year, and this Sunday he will take Seth's. Uh, he will take Seth down with him. And for those of you who watch hockey for the fights, NASCAR for the crashes, or football for the riots, and you'll <laughs> you will you will see Brock Lesnar violate Seth Rollins. His words violate. Oh my. But then uh, Seth comes out then to a huge pop. Don't ever wonder if this dude is over or not. That, that pop was big. Seth comes to the ring and he says, 
This is the biggest match of his career. And you know what, Brock? It's the biggest one of yours as well. Because after WrestleMania, nothing will ever be the same again. You keep, you won't be able to just walk in here and make demands. Nobody wants you here. I don't want you here. The locker room doesn't want you here. These people are sick and tired of you, Brock. This Sunday, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to take your title and there's nothing you can do about it. And the whole time, you know, Brock is just standing there, giggling, smirking. It's like, yeah, whatever. So he goes to leave the ring and he sort of bumps into, into Seth, which is so good. Like, it doesn't take much to be a... It doesn't. It really doesn't take much to be a good heel. Just that little... And uh, so, so how does Seth respond to this? Does he say, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Did you realize that you bumped into me? Uh, and did, did you did you realize that? Because if you if you didn't, uh, I understand. But I would nonetheless be very appreciative if you were to uh, apologize for your actions. No, that's not what Seth decided to do. He didn't take that course. Instead, he decided to he decided to kick Brock Lesnar in the nuts. He decided to just arch his leg back and just lean forward with some momentum and lodge it directly into Lesnar's nether regions, into Brock's rocks. Um, but, uh, Seth, nonetheless, eats a German suplex. He goes up for an F5 and, but Seth wiggles out and <laughs> blows him again. Then super kicks, uh, Lesnar to the face and hits the stomp. Brock is rattled. <laughs> oh, man. And so basically Seth walks away. You know, I, I what was entertaining here or okay. Here's what I like. You know, Seth, I've I like I've always liked Seth's babyface character because he never really got rid of that little heel edge that he has. Like he's a scrappy babyface. He'll do what's required to win. He's not honor bound. He just he just wants to win and he'll do Whatever it takes. We saw it in his feud with uh, Dolph Ziggler. You know, he he's he doesn't mind pulling out a chair or using underhanded tactics to get it done. And he showed it again here. Just to remind us, he he doesn't give a fuck. And backstage, when when he's when he meets up with uh, Charlie Caruso, he's very satisfied with himself. He's got a big grin, you know, and he's like, uh, eh, you know. Brock had it coming to him. I like that. I like that. All right. Sasha and Bailey and Natalia and Beth Phoenix are next facing. Tamina and Nia Jax and the Iconics. What? What is a brand split? So uh, this was, uh, I got to tell you guys. I'll just run down the match a bit. And then uh, let, stick to your usual format, Warren. Try to stop trying to make uh, mix things up too much. 
So Sasha and uh, and Peyton lock up to begin with. Uh, Peyton does some trash talking. Sasha goes for a rope walk, arm drag, and it doesn't quite work out the way she wanted. Didn't look good. None of the arm drags that followed looked good. Uh, there was uh, there's some double team by Sasha and Bailey that follows. Billy K gets tagged in. Eventually, Natalia tags herself in, suplexes uh, Billy Kay, covers her but only gets two. Then Beth Phoenix tags herself in. And we get some double team from uh, the Divas of Dooms who cover Billy. Dooms? Doom. Who cover Billy uh, and get two. Beth then uh, hits uh, or locks in a a wrist lock lift. But Peyton comes in to break it up and the boss and hug connection come to chase her off. And the faces get mad at each other. Beth is like, man, I had this under control. And it's like, no, 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 we're here to help. We don't want to lose. We come back from commercial. And uh, Bailey is driving elbows on Billy Kane in the corner until Peyton pulls her partner away. But uh, Bailey still fights off uh, both of them and eats, uh, ends up eating a big boot from uh, Billy Kay. There are some uh, double team uh, that follows uh, from the Iconics. Peyton goes uh, to tag uh, to tag one of the bigger uh, heel women in, either Naya or Tamina, but they jump off the apron. They don't want anything to do with this. They're like, no, you guys fight. We're saving ourselves. You you soften yourselves up. Billy goes uh, to get the hot tag uh, on Sasha, but Beth knocks Sasha off the apron, so she'll get the tag. Then Beth goes after everyone with forearms, a big power slam on Peyton Royce. Tamina interferes and um, Beth drives Tamina through the barricade on the outside. And that was a cool visual. That was really a cool visual. So Tamina is completely locked out. Beth is stunned as well. Uh, Peyton Royce, who's the legal woman, gets Beth into the ring, slaps her around a bit. Which was not very smart. It's not smart. Why didn't she capitalize? Why didn't she do something, Peyton? Damn it. Because she gets glam slammed instead. There's some tension among the baby faces, right? So what this match basically served to do was to establish the fact that Beth Phoenix could be an X-Factor in the WrestleMania match, in the in the uh, four-way match that they're going to have uh, for the women's tag titles. But man, I got to tell you guys, um, I got to tell you straight off the bat, I thought everyone looked really, really good in this match. I gotcha. I thought only Beth Phoenix looked really good in this match. Bailey looked good as well. But Beth here, Beth Phoenix, oh, she, I mean, she kept this match together. She made everyone look good. She herself looked fantastic. Her offense was great. I have no issues with her being back in the ring. Uh, And she's been around for, she's been she hasn't been wrestling for a while now, hasn't she? No, this is that was some good stuff. That was that was some good, good, good stuff. Very happy about it. Next, we have Batista who hits the ring, who comes into his, uh, who comes into uh, into the ring. 
after arriving to the arena in a limousine. Limousine. And um, he comes to the ring and he just, and he gets a massive cheers. Now, I understand, and Chad, I'd like to know your opinion on this. I know that Batista is supposed to be the heel here, right? That's what they've built him to in Triple H's promos. You know, Dave, you beat up an old man who just like eight months ago was on his deathbed. What kind of man are you? And then there's no baby face that, that spittles as much as, as he did. Spitting is a heel thing. Um, but I'd like to know what you guys think. I mean, to me, Batista is angled to be the heel. Now, I understand he's in his hometown tonight, but, I mean, he, he, he was welcomed as a hero, and he didn't act like a heel all that much. He got into the ring, he pointed his screen. We saw a montage of moments where Batista was just beating the shit out of Triple H. And then it ended with uh, with four words. Where Batista said, Hunter, kiss my ass. I mean, you look cool. He was in control. A four-word promo? Are you kidding me? As opposed to the long, elongated things that they've been delivering over the past couple of weeks? That was fantastic. That was super effective. I don't know. Jamie Tannick says, uh, Batista is in Marvel movies, but Triple H runs NXT, trips is the face in my book. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But then again, then again, right? I mean, Triple H, uh, I mean, uh, not Triple H, but Batista is Drax the Destroyer. How can you not love Drax? Elias is still in New York getting ready for his performance. So that's in a very, very throwaway segment. Put over the fact that he will not be interrupted this time. So, of course, he's getting interrupted. So now um, we are coming into Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. The Apollo Crews versus former WWE champion Jinder Mahal. What an opportunity! For Apollo Crews to elevate his career, should he be able to, to pin this former champion who held the title for over 170 consecutive days and is just chomping at the bit to get a, another opportunity? Jinder Mahone. And this is also a match. It's also one of these matches. And for some reason, all of the contenders, or at least most of them, uh, who are participating in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, or Battle Royale, um, they're all around the ring. And I'm like, is this a lumberjack match? Because I hate lumberjack matches. They suck. But no, at least if it was supposed to be a lumberjack match, it wasn't very much put... Uh, put into uh wasn't put into force i kind of uh, chuckled that ec3 was out there with his arms crossed looking very dejected wondering 
What the hell? Why did I leave NXT? What the hell? Why did I leave Impact? So uh, the match goes on. And of course, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this would not be a Jinder Mahal match if Jinder doesn't go for a chin lock within the first two minutes of the match. So he's very happy to oblige. His signature offense is in. Apollo uh, hits a frog splash and wins. He gets a win over former WWE champion Jinder Mahal. What a victory. Apollo Crews, strap a rocket to this guy. He just defeated the modern day Matt Roger. Uh, and then, um, so, uh, so then Apollo starts posing with the, with the trophy saying, it's mine. It's my time. You know, then the B team move in. It's like, no, 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 we're going to get it. And then, oh, just everyone's turns into a schmoz, but it's the necessary schmoz, right? To remind us how a battle Royal works. Cause we're all, we're all goldfish. I, I don't remember how battle Royals work. I so I'm so thankful that whenever there's a big battle royal that's that's booked, that WWE takes the time to assemble its talent and put them in the ring so they can toss each other over the top rope. So I can remember, refresh myself that that is how you win a battle royal, or how you get eliminated anyway, by being tossed over the top rope. Pinfalls. I correct me if I'm wrong, chat. Pinfalls don't count submissions don't count right i mean it wasn't really clear because i didn't see anyone in the ring trying to get a pin so i'm like hmm so there's that there's a bit of a there's a bit of a gray zone there so i'm thinking could, could you get pinned in a battle royal uh chat you're gonna have to help me out here this <laughs> is uh oh yeah boy <laughs> god i I hate it when they do that. Kurt Angle comes to the ring. He's instantly emotional. The minute he hits the ring, he's all teary-eyed. He's all teary-eyed. And the minute he opens his mouth to, to talk, it cracks. He says that it's his... Uh, he said it's his last night on Raw. And there's this extraordinarily fantastic uh, Kurt Angle package of his, uh, all of his tenure. Video package, of course. I'm not going to, you know, what other kind of package, right? I don't have the proper sponsors to make a segue here. Um, but no, uh, WWE produced one of their extraordinary uh, video packages uh, recapping the career of um, of Andre not Andre the Giant of Kurt Angle um, of course you know they, they didn't mention anything that happened in TNA that's a whole other uh, that's a whole other uh, suitcase right there but man um, that was that was something special and it, it even got to me uh, I even thought it was, um, I thought it was a beautiful retrospective. It was really, really nice. So, uh, so he, we come back and met and, and he's just bawling. He's crying. He's guy. He, he's, 
I mean, there's no way this is not legitimate, you know, because I even saw on Twitter people saying, oh, it's a work. He's not really retiring. The crowd chants, thank you, Kurt. As Baron Corbin comes out and Corbin calls the video ancient history because the man in the ring struggles to take his coat off. He goes two or three minutes and he's already out of breath, huffing and puffing. He says he can't hang with the likes of today's superstars. And by the way, Baron Corbin says that he's done having his social media being overrun by people saying that they that he doesn't deserve to be in that match, in, in, in Kurt Angle's final match. Now, again, I'm telling you, you people, I'm telling you guys, uh, there is, it's a swerve. Baron Corbin is not a, is not going to really be the match, the exit match for Kurt Angle. He, Kurt Angle, this is my prediction, and I'm going to tell it again on my WrestleMania prediction show this Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Baron Corbin is going to be squashed, and then John Cena is going to come out and they're going to redo the ruthless aggression thing. And then we're going to have a real match. Because they wouldn't be, they being Corbin and commentary, would not be putting over the fact that the WWE Universe is in disagreement with Baron Corbin uh, in this position. So it's a swerve. Anywho, Rey Mysterio's music hits. And... Um, and Ray says, you know, someone needs to teach you a lesson in respect, Baron. And on behalf of you, Kurt, I challenge Corbin to a match tonight. Corbin cheap shots Ray, but Mysterio and Angle gang up on him. Angle slam on Corbin. And we're going to get that match a little later on in the evening. We have a quick interview with, um, with Charlotte Flair and Charlie Caruso. Um... There we go. So that just happened. <laughs> um, so a quick, uh, a few quick words from her. Then we get Aleister Black and Ricochet versus The Revival for the Raw Tag Team titles. Black and, uh, and Dawson start first. There's some back and forth between, uh, with, uh, between them both. Uh, with, and Dawson gets a, a chop in, shoulder blocks, Aleister an elbow to the face. Uh, he drives um, uh, Black's face onto Wilder's knees, which was really good. Black, though, uh, starts fighting back, leg sweeps, uh, and uh, goes for a cover, but only gets two. He hits a big arm drag on uh, on Wilder, gets an arm bar in, and tags Ricochet in as he holds the arm. Ricochet continues working the arm. Wilder powers out of it, though, and uh, some uh, double-team action happens. From the uh, Revival. Ricochet though battles back with the Hurricane Rana on both members of the Revival at once. Um, Dawson, uh, when we come back from commercial, Dawson hits a nice Northern Light suplex on Alistair Black. Covers him, but only gets two. Uh, and he hammerlocks uh, Alistair and puts pressure on the joints. Starts working the arm of Alistair Black. 
he goes for a suplex on Black, but it's reversed. But Black can't lift him up because uh, because his arm is hurting. Ricochet comes in, hits a neck breaker, covers Wilder, but only gets two. A cheap shot by Dawson leads into Wilder. Um, uh, a cheap shot by Dawson uh, pushes or st- has Ricochet stumble into Wilder, who hits a gory special on Ricochet and covers him for 2.9. Alistair fights off both Revival guys on the outside. Uh, he hits a big knee on Dawson, but uh, Wilder comes back with a tornado DDT on Black off of the uh, off of the barricade. That was really cool. And Ricochet, though, you want to talk about cool? Hits a sick Topicon Hilo over the post onto everyone on the outside. And he just, it was just smooth. So smooth and like butter. And he the velocity he had on it, that was nice. So the referee is starting, uh, has started a 10 count. And uh, Wilder gets back into the ring. Ricochet tries to get back in. But Dawson was hiding under the ring and he keeps Ricochet from getting back in, so he can't break the count. The Revival retain. The Revival retain. But then uh, Alistair Black is pissed off. He hits a Black Mass on Wilder, then hits another one on Dawson in the ring. And that lets Ricochet get the 630 then. That was, you know what? Fun little match and... I really liked this ending. It was very revivaly. It was a revival type. Uh, it was very much a revival type match, um, especially the end. You know, I didn't have a problem with the ending. I thought it was, it was creative. It was fun. Still keeps Alistair and Ricochet looking strong. But come on, let's be honest. No one really thought they were going to win tonight, right? Not going into takeover face the War Raiders for the NXT championships, the NXT tag team titles. No one really thought that was going to happen, right? Right? I didn't. (laughs) Uh, Next, we have uh, Ronda, who's backstage. She's doing some uh, shadow boxing. She says that she doesn't want to talk. She wants to fight, but yet she, she still talks. She talks about stimulants. Or stimulations, I should say, instead of stipulations. So that that made me chuckle. Made uh, made Kristen chuckle as well. Uh, then we cut backstage to Alexa Bliss. Who's Bliss Bli- but bless Alexa Bliss, though. Who's talking with Tyler Breeze and EC3. I, and they're having a chuckle at the weekend update that happened this week at... Um, Saturday Night Live. Um, and uh, and Braun arrives and he's pissed that people like Saturday Night Live or Weekend Update. And then he they say, well, it's those two guys over there that showed us some clips. And then he goes over to the two guys and challenges them to a match because he's going to visualize his Saturday Night Live opponents. Oh. So done with them and Braun Strowman my god um so next we have Roman Reigns also who's uh, backstage and he's talking about uh he's talking about his WrestleMania match against 
Drew McIntyre, uh, you know, basically saying stuff about Drew. And then Drew arrives, Drew arrives and gives him a nice latte and hopes uh, that, uh, uh, and hopes that Roman is doing well. No, that's not what happened. Drew blindsided Roman and attacked him. Took him down. Beat him up. That was that's your hype. That's your build up for the big match at WrestleMania. <laughs> um Okay. All right. Here. All right. Now we're we're getting into it now. <clears throat> the Riot Squad in a six-woman tag match faced Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, and Beckworth Lynch. Um, Becky says, well, Becky has a quick promo where, you know, she basically says she, you know, she and Charlotte and Ronda want to make history, but for her, she has no choice. She has to make history. Uh... <laughs> If there's um, stipulation here, very important. If any, if someone betrays each other on the on the 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 triple threat side of the the WrestleMania team, if any of those three women betray each other, they are out of the main event. They get bounced off. So Charlotte basically goes in with some chops on Ruby Riot. Becky tags herself in. Mark mocks Charlotte, you know, and you know, points at her chin, hoping that Charlotte would hit her. But no dice. Charlotte's no fool. She runs the uh, she runs the ropes, but she gets so shoulder blocked down. Uh, she uh, gets covered by uh, by Ruby Riot, but slides out of the pin. When we're back from commercial, Sarah Logan has Becky in a chin lock, whips her into the corner, but Logan eats a Becky boot. Throws herself, uh, she throws herself off of the uh, turnbuckle with a flying fist on Logan. Gets an enziguri. Then uh, shortly thereafter, Logan kicks her on the side of the face and follows up with a standing cloverleaf. Liv comes in and Becky takes her down. Beck exploder on Logan, another one on Liv. She covers Liv, who's the legal woman, but only gets two. Charlotte tags herself in, but then Rhonda tags herself in and everyone jaw jacks at each other. And Ronnie sort of turns around and arm bars Liv, who taps like that. And I like that. I like that, you know, the minute that Ronda locks the arm bar in, Liv is like, nope. Makes the makes the finisher look good. Makes it look strong. No sh stupid shenanigans. Look good. Let's talk about some shenanigans now. Mm -mm. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this so much. So the minute the match, the bell rings, Ronda just g turns right around and throat punches Charlotte. The minute the match is done. So Charlotte and, Be and, and Ronda go at it. Then Becky jumps in. And they have a pull-apart brawl. Now, this is kind of where I ended my notes. It was like, oh, they're going to have a pull-apart brawl going to be and it's fun so, well, security comes to try and break them apart but 
the ladies are just, they're destroying the security. Like, I don't know what kind of security WWE hires. Like, they probably, it's probably, uh, you know, I think they have like a 10-year contract with this firm. You know, something very ironclad that they can't weasel out of. Because, man, security on WWE has been shit for years. Years and years and years. I don't know if it's the same company or if they're, you know, they rotate. They try other people out and just and it's just, you know, most security guards are just awful. Because, <laughs> man. Well, anyway, security wasn't enough. Law enforcement arrived. Now, WWE had called the police station and called the, P, the, 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 the police department and said, look, we need like uh, easily a dozen of your finest men and women to be uh, ready because we expect we expect some uh, we expect the need to make some arrests tonight. We decided to put these women in a match before WrestleMania and put them in a position where they could compromise that main event. We're doing that tonight, okay? And they might really go at each other and try to kill each other, so we'll need law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, the, the law enforcement runs in. There's, there's, <clears throat> there's obviously, uh, obviously, law enforcement better trained than just your mere security guards because they start to maintain control. But then Rhonda goes after Becky and she shoves a secu- um, uh, a member of law enforcement, knocks her down him down so they slap the cuffs on Rousey mm, we're taking you down to the clink you're gonna go spend some time in the drunk tank not drunk you're still gonna spend some time there you gotta cool down baby (laughs) so they put the cuffs on her and when she has the cuffs on her uh, uh, Becky goes after Rhonda of course (laughs) The cops are like, hey, you're interfering in an arrest. Get her. She has to be arrested too. So they slap the cuffs on Becky. And as they're taking Char- uh, Rhonda out of the ring, Charlotte goes after Rhonda. So they put the they put cuffs on Charlotte as well. And they are dragging all three to the back up the ramp. And they are all resisting arrest. Like they're all putting up a fight and get your hands off me and they're they're pissed and at this point i'm like wow this was this was really fun i really enjoyed this uh this pull apart brawl because then they cut to the ring to show what happened you know to show the end of the match so i'm like wow okay i'm this is fine i this is probably the best build that this feud has had in uh, in months now but no, we weren't done. We go backstage and they have, they're, they're, the police are dragging them to their cars. They're, they're getting, the, oh, and Rhonda, as she's being dragged up, she's, <laughs> she says something to one of the cops. like, we paid for your salary. They're like, of course, of course, Rhonda Rousey would say that, right? So 
So they're 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 getting loaded. They're loading the ladies into the cars. They put Charlotte into one of the cop cars. And she sort of kicks the cop car before. <laughs> and so she opens. They open the door and they toss her in. And then the cops, the cops load Becky and Rhonda in the back of the same car. They are on either side of the car and they just put them both in. And Charlotte and, uh, not Charlotte, but Becky and Ron sort of look at each other and they start kicking each other because they're handcuffed, right? And they're kicking and kicking each other until Rhonda's foot goes right through a window. <laughs> and these are the worst cops. They're the worst cops. Why would any police officer decide to do that? And there's no communication amongst these people. There's no one saying, I'll go on the right side of the car with my perp. Oh, I'll go on the left side of the car with my perp. What is that? <laughs> anyway, so, so they, they, so they, they go back after Becky and and Rhonda to pull them out of the cars, right? Um. And, and and um so they they start dragging Becky away. They start dragging Becky away from the black car because there's the black car and there's the police car. And as they're going towards the police car, one of the cops just opens the door and Charlotte comes out and she kicks Becky. <laughs> Why did he open the door for Charlotte? Where they think, oh well, well. I guess the first time didn't work putting those two together. We'll go put the redhead with the blonde. <laughs> That'll be better. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. So, so, and, and as this is happening, you certainly hear a, a there's a, a motor that turns over and a car screeching and <laughs> Rousey's in the, is driving the black car and she rams it into the cop car, but she's driving with her hands tied behind her back. Oh, I thought this was incredible. And then to even to make this like the, the cherry on top, Rhonda is sticking her head out again with her hands tied behind her back. And she's screaming at Becky and Charlotte through the window like her torso, half of her torso is out. And Charlotte just runs over and knees her right in the face and her head bounces off the side of the window. That was nuts. That really, really was crazy. I, that was so much fun. It was fun. It was so stupid, but it worked because it was so over the top and ridiculous. Now, you can be, you can be a you can be a, a party pooper here. If you want, you can poop at whoever's party you want to. That's that's your right as a as a member of a free society. But you know, it's saying, well, realistically, you know, they uh, they'd all have uh, they'd have more than just two cars, uh, you know, and uh, you know, all these police officers would be cited, and uh, <laughs> just 
at this point, just roll with it. Were you entertained? Was it stupid and fun? Yes. Yes. And <clears throat> this right here did more good, did so much more good to the entire feud, to the entire buildup to WrestleMania than the past six weeks. Ronda was actually fun tonight. It was so much fun. This It was so crazy and chaotic. <laughs> the knee shot that Charlotte gave Ronda. My God. And you really buy into the fact that, to the idea that these women just want to tear at each other. You know, I was always... Um... I was always um, going to look forward to this main event because <clears throat> the match in and about itself with three with three such talented women, you you cannot not have a bad match. The main event is going to be good. I would have preferred a better build up to the ma to the match. If they had done shit like this. Just sprinkled throughout instead of, you know, the injury angle. Because Becky's leg looks damn good now, don't you find? And instead of doing the injury angle and then the the, uh, the relinquishing of the title and all, oh, all that heavy-handed stuff. This was good. It was a good time. Next, we had another tag team match. Uh, Bob, um, uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode versus Heavy Machinery. Not much of a match here, to be perfectly frank with all of you. Um, Roode, uh, later, on, uh, later on in the match, goes for a glorious DDT, but Otis Dozovich blocks it and takes Roode down. He hits the Caterpillar, covers, but Gable breaks it up. Tucker and Gable tumble hard to the floor. But Gable gets uh, back up on the top rope, uh, jumps off. Otis grabs him, and the compactor happens for the three count. Um, this is an indication that they are going to split up Rude and Gable already. Well, well, what can you do? They were f actually starting to grow on me as a tag team. Wouldn't be surprised that WWE's plan here would be to just <clears throat> break them apart. Because they're actually starting to build something. Oh, we're going to have to cool them down now. Next, we have my favorite uh, segment of the night, which was Braun Strowman beating up two guys. It was not my favorite segment of the night. I don't care. I don't care about this. He beat up two jabronis and that he was using to visualize as the Saturday Night Live guys, and it was just a squash match. I don't care about Braun Strowman and his fight at the WrestleMania with the actor-comedian guys. Speaking about... Um... Uh, no, I actually care about this. I care too much. 
Bobby Lashley comes out to get interviewed in the ring by Charlie Caruso. Basically saying, um, yeah, do you, basically, she asks Bobby Lashley, do you have a concern on Sunday? And Leo Rush jumps in. And he says, are you kidding me? What happened last week was a fluke. Finn Balor didn't pin Bobby Lashley. It won't happen, you know, and now it's going to be a one-on-one match. Bobby won't have to deal with dead weight Jinder Mahal. <gasps> How dare Leo Rush speak of a former WWE champion as such that has held the WWE championship for over 170 days. And Charlie asks, what about the rumors that uh, Finn Balor might be coming in as the demon? Lashley says that he isn't afraid of an Irish fairy tale. But Finn appears on screen and promises the demon at WrestleMania because he appears on screen and then digital smoke obfuscates his presence only to reveal then that he is in demon form. Just a little bit awkward. Just a little bit awkward. Yeah, didn't care for it much. Here's the thing that I don't understand. Here's the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> People are saying that I sound that I sound like a that I sound like a Russian woman. Why? Oh, when I was doing uh, okay, when I was doing that voice, it doesn't care about the bronze throne and. Uh, She's had a hard life smoking, drinking lots of uh, bootleg vodka. <clears throat> so um, <laughs> that that's the character. I'm giving her a backstory. I'll work on it. Keep you posted for next week <laughs> or tomorrow, whatever. Whenever I pull it out next time. Um, here's the thing, though. If we're having the if if Finn Balor is deciding to pull the demon out for. And that's not an innuendo, by the way. If Finn Balor is deciding, <laughs> if Finn Balor is deciding to 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 give us the demon at WrestleMania for the IC title, <clears throat> why didn't he do it against Brock? Because Finn knows he can beat Bobby Lashley. He doesn't necessarily need the demon. The demon wins, right? That's the thing. The demon has a streak. The demon the demon has never lost. So other than Vince McMahon wanting the demon, why should the demon be here? There's no real reason, and it doesn't make sense. And like CM Phil says, no surprises. Oh, well. I mean, we're still going to get to see the demon, and that's fine, because Finn Finn changes his style up a bit, becomes a little more intense, and that's fun. It's not just as if he just puts makeup on and he stops doing... And he, no, he switches it up a bit. So that's fun. It'll get a big pop. I'll pop for it. I'll be, don't get me, like, I'm just, I'm splitting hairs. Am I going to be disappointed to see the, 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 uh, the demon at WrestleMania? No, not. I'll be disappointed if Bobby Lashley 
defeats the the demon though. WWE, they play the cards right. They'd have a a new uh, a new WrestleMania streak on their hands. And finally, finally, we come to our main event of the evening: Rey Mysterio versus Baron Corbin in what I could only refer to as the best match of the night. Okay, that was the last time. No, no, this was not good. This was not a good match. This was not a good, good match. I'm very disappointed. Um, yeah. Um, I, I I like that at first. Comment the uh, the announce uh, the announcer went through all of uh, went through all of. Uh, Baron's various uh, accomplishments, former assistant uh, general manager, Golden Gloves champion, former U.S. champion, former Money in the Bank, Mr. Money in the Bank. And I really was hoping that someone would start a trash fire or what was the chant that they were giving him a couple of, uh, for a short while? Um, I don't remember. But yeah, basically. Um. Yeah, but so so that's a good way to get some heat. I mean, Baron Corbin's all about the heat. Ray starts going in for some quick strikes because there's a size disadvantage here, and it's not as if uh, it's not as if Ray has ever fought bigger guys than Baron, right? He uh, tries to rip, whip Baron Corbin, but eventually he uh, gets him into the ropes and uh, drop kicks him to the knees. He uh, slides to the outside, baiting Corbin. Uh, Corbin follows him out, of course, because he's been baited. And then uh, Rey Mysterio gets back into the ring and drop kicks him to the face, uh, right to the outside. Rey uh, tries to slide between his legs again, <clears throat> but he gets picked up into a powerbomb uh, position. But Mysterio fights out of, out of it, and they dump themselves over the top rope and to the outside. Ray is driven to the barricade by uh, by Corbin, who props him, gets him back into the ring, props him up on the top rope, tries to remove the mask. Instead, uh, Corbin dumps him over. Mysterio lands on his feet somewhat, and it looked a little awkward because he was supposed to land on his feet, but he kind of whiffed it, and he went down really quickly, started favoring a leg, and for the way that the match continued, I guess it was storyline because it all felt very natural but you know what i could be wrong on this one i could really really be wrong uh so at this point uh, corbin starts working the leg uh puts a lot of offense on it um he uh but uh, he puts a lot of offense on it but eventually of course mysterio fights back if in fact um Ray tries to get a sleeper hold on Corbin, but he flips him off his back, rushes the corner, but Ray moves out of the way, hits a top rope, Hurricane Rana, tilt world DDT by Mysterio, covers Baron for two. Corbin needs the 619, and uh, immediately Ray goes for the frog splash, but Corbin rolls out of the way. Ray fights out of a power bomb, eats a deep six, lovely deep six, if we're being fair here, and gets covered for the win. So you're. 
number one contender for the U.S. title lost a match on Raw. Hmm. Zambita was, I mean, you booked yourself into a corner here, WWE, because like, well, on one end, we have to make Corbin look strong going into WrestleMania. But then what do we do with, um, but then what do we do with, um, what do we do with Ray as a title match? Oh, well, he can lose. Can he? Really? You have your, ah, I don't know. Anyway, after the match, as Baron Corbin is going back up the ramp, Kurt Angle attacks him from behind and ankle locks that bitch. <laughs> oh, it's been a long evening, folks. But my stream, my stream held out the whole way. Everything looked good. fantastic dolphin ziggler says that disney is going to copy strike this video i'd like to see them try it's an it's an april fool's joke disney I'd like to see you try and take comedy away from us I'd like to see you try folks we're gonna wrap this one up for the evening i want to thank everyone who uh who joined us here uh who joined us here this evening because uh because that made me it made me very happy. It all, it's all, it's always a thrill to have people come in and join us live here. And I want to thank everyone, everyone for, for popping in. I want to thank you even if you're watching later on or or listening on uh, on podcasts. Your support and your, you know, taking the time to listen to my stuff is very, very humbling. And I appreciate it. But... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you off that easily because I I, I want you back tomorrow right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, 10 30 p.m. Eastern for my SmackDown Live recap. And uh and there'll be more stuff this week, but we'll talk about it as we go along. But be sure to come back tomorrow for my SmackDown Live recap. Again, 10 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And if you're if you want to make sure that you don't miss a thing ever. Just follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining me this evening. And I'll see you next time.